0: Good afternoon, Charlotte. It is the Pete Callender Show, although I am not Pete. Pete is on vacation for today and tomorrow still. My name is Brad Slager filling in. I'm from Town Hall Media. I've got a a daily column over at townhall.com as well as a regular feature writer at Red State as well as a couple of podcasts and other media hits Got a pretty full slate today. It's been a very busy weekend, a lot to cover. And we've got a slate of guests out in front of us. Later this hour, we're going to be speaking with Joseph Vasquez from Newsbusters. And then later in the day, we've got Julio Rojas from Town Hall, the resident hot zone reporter. He's the field reporter for Town Hall, and we're going to be discussing his experiences as well as the book he's written concerning the 2020 riots. And we've got a number of other news items throughout the day. The big one, of course, the massive one that come over the weekend, Joe Biden got himself a victory. The Inflation Reduction Act passed over the weekend. Late night hours in the Senate were spent, a lot of how. negotiations over the past few weeks have been taking place, as we've all heard. And uh, Joe Manchin, one of the more dependable uh, contrarians, I guess you could say, from the Democrat side of things, he was brought in and uh, he agreed to sign on to this. And then the big question was whether the other Democrat holdout, Kirsten Cinema, would also join in. And it uh, turned out. I think it was late on Saturday when they finally got everything hammered down, the vote came in, it was a 50-50 split, and Vice President Kamala Harris was brought in to cast the deciding vote, so Joe Biden's Inflation Reduction Act was passed, and just that quickly, the word inflation suddenly was not such a featured item of this bill. Curiously enough, try to imagine it this way. Let's just say um, you had a salesman come into your door trying to sell you super high-speed internet for the home. Phone calls constantly pushing. All your neighbors got this. The speeds are going to be fantastic. You'll be able to stream on five televisions. You'll load pages like you've never seen before. And you hem and you haw and you're against your better wishes, but then you just break down and like, okay, let's do this. And then you get it installed. And then you call the office and say, what's going on here? And they tell you, hey, go check your refrigerator. Your food is going to be amazingly cold and fresh. It, well, wait, what about, what about the internet? I ordered internet. It, crack open a beer. It is going to be ice cold. It's going to be the freshest, coldest beer you've ever had. What about the internet? I, I ordered internet. What, what, this is exactly what has taken place. The, the Democrats have kind of shifted from the, you know, we, we have to pass the bill in order to find out what's in the bill. Now it's become, we have to pass this law in order to tell you what it's really about. So this is the curiosity that took place. the The vote came in, the bill gets passed, and we have... Uh, Just as an example, here's a Senator Brian Schatz. He's out of Hawaii. He came out yesterday all excited about the passage. Big news, he says. We just passed the Inflation Reduction Act. This is a historic victory for the United States and the planet. Wait, what? I, I wasn't aware the planet was suffering with inflation, but he goes on. We have met the ambition this crisis requires and passed the bigot climate action in American history. Wait, hold on, Brian, what about the Inflation Act? What about the, you're lowering inflation with this bill, right? What happened? And then he continues, by investing in clean energy, clean transportation, and climate smart manufacturing, we'll cut emissions 40% by the end of the decade brian the inflation act it isn't that what you passed what what's going on here and he still continues and we're going to pay for it all by making billion dollar corporations finally pay their fair share of taxes inflation seems to be and and he continues we're also lowering the cost of prescription drugs for seniors And making healthcare more affordable, all while saving taxpayer dollars. No mention of inflation here, by any estimation. And curiously, the media is kind of echoing this uh, celebration of another bill. Over at CBS, they say Senate passes the Democrats sweeping climate health and tax bill delivering a win for joe biden um okay the guardian refers to the senate passing their health care and climate bill after months of wrangling cnn also says the senate passed the democrats sweeping health care and climate bill inflation just completely gone we no longer are even concerned with it, let alone what the heck happened to inflation, guys. Well, here's the deal. Um, That was the name of the bill. It isn't exactly the gist of the bill. This thing is going to cost $739 billion, and this being the government, and as we know through... Years and years of history, surely to cost more. Seven hundred and thirty nine billion dollars in new government spending to lower the inflationary impact? No. And and they're trying to sell this, of course, you know. Oh, savings for Americans. It works this way. You you go to the store to buy an item. Need some screwdrivers and shoes and such. And then you walk by the electronic section. You see 60-inch television that's normally $500 on sale for $300. So you grab that. You just spent $300 that you weren't planning on spending. And you walk out the store and claim you just saved $200 today. You know That's the gist of this bill. All this brand-new spending but we really could have spent more on this. So technically we saved money. This is the sell job that they're giving us on this bill. Here's just to give you an idea of some of the things involved here. They do have a creation of a 15% corporate minimum tax rate. That's not going to affect prices anywhere. Is it folks? Yes, it will. There's prescription drug price reform. And as we know, when the government gets involved, in anything involving medication, medical or health care, costs always plummet. The uh, closure of the carried interest loop the Affordable Care Act is going to be subsidized. There's even more so um, I'm going to give some more details on this as we come back. Hi, welcome back to the Pete Callender Show. Brad Slager here filling in for Pete. And as I've been discussing, the uh, Inflation Reduction Act passed that nobody wants to mention inflation any longer. And I've been going over some of the details in this. And the media has been, uh, it's got to be considered complete malpractice. That they have not fully illustrated what is in this bill they just passed. I was just climbing through some of the details of this where it addresses prescription drug prices and they want to raise taxes on corporations, which will raise prices and costs on people in an act that's supposed to lower inflation. They have a subsidy for the Affordable Care Act extending that energy security and climate change investments. We all know in Washington... The word investment only entails one thing, spending money, not making anything in the form of a profit. There's one other detail in here that we all should be shivering about. IRS tax enforcement. This is because the IRS supposedly has been just, you know, complaining for years that they're being underfunded, it's underperforming the legislation will invest $80 billion, that's eight zero, $80 billion in the nation's tax agency over the next 10 years, which will entail hiring 80,000 new agents, eight zero comma 80,000 new IRS agents. Any mystery why? Because as they said, They've been underfunded and underperforming, meaning they haven't been collecting tax revenue to the level that they prefer. So now, even if this plays out over a decade, we're talking 8,000 new agents every year. When Joe Biden pledges, promises, swore that anybody making less than $400,000 a year would not see their taxes go up. So their taxes may not go up. They'll just get enforced far, far more strictly than they have been. But this, again, I I lay the blame on this on the media for not explaining these things in fuller detail. And that's because the media is just too consumed with protecting this administration. And a case in point of this. I uh, I wrote this over the weekend at Town Hall just went up today actually on the front page of my column before the bill passed I was putting this together how the media is addressing the immigration issue. You know last week on the show here I was talking about how the governors of Texas and Arizona Abbott and Ducey were sending immigrants to Washington D.C. and New York City because they're just they are so overrun with these arrivals, and it's to the tune of hundreds of thousands a month now. Close to it. I think in June, the number was 180,000 new arrivals just in the month of June. Man, wrap your head around that figure. You're talking 40 to 50,000 people a week coming across the border. And this is what Texas and Arizona have been contending with. So they're starting to ship... They're starting to bus people from their area into these other cities, and they've been complaining about it, as I said. Well, what's the media take on this? Let's look at the cities that are affected by it. Washington, D.C. The Washington Post says the migrant buses sent to the D.C. area are a cruel political stunt, blaming Abbott in Texas. Um, What about New York City? Because... (laughs) Their new mayor, Aaron Davis, has been complaining that after bragging about how they would take care of immigrants in his town, he's now complaining that they're starting to arrive in his town. That's curious. Uh, The New York Times says that GOP governors cause havoc by bussing migrants to the East Coast. So it's the GOP governors that are causing havoc, not Joe Biden's policies on the border. You know, As I said the other day, a full one quarter of the dozens and dozens of executive orders he signed when he took office addressed peeling back border measures that Donald Trump had put in place. And now those states have to contend with his effects. But now it's the GOP that's causing the havoc. And it didn't stop with them. I mean, this was across the media spectrum. It was like a memo had gone out. Over at NPR, they charged the governors with delivering these shipments of people to the cities with no plan for what's next. It's, it's their responsibility to have a plan for the immigrants that they didn't need. MSNBC said the same thing, basically. Their explanation was the Republican governor's plan centers on creating high-profile controversies involving the border to gin up outrage and use that outrage to his political benefit not to affect change mind you it's their fault entirely All right welcome back to The Pete Kalinner Show here at WBT. And also, to let you know, you can listen to any of the programs and stream them over at WBT.com and keep tabs on upcoming programming on any social media at WBT Radio. All right, right before the break, we were kicking it around about how the media has not been doing their job and operating with some malpractice. I want to get into a little bit of inside baseball now, but stick with me because there is... A lot of ramifications that you, the voters, the socially active, the social media active need to kind of be appraised of with something that's taking place in the press. Um, I've got on an expert of sorts. He works over with the uh, Media Resource Center at Newsbusters. Joe Vasquez is on the line. How's everything going, Joe?
1: Everything's good, Brad. Glad to be here.
0: Now, the reason I brought Joseph on is because there's a media outfit, there's a a wing of the media session that's out there that's called NewsGuard, and this is a ratings outlet, I guess you could say for a short shorthand version of it. And uh, Joe, they were recently in the news, weren't they, for reclassifying Fox News of all things last week? I think it was.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right, Brad. They gave Fox News a failing grade for quote-unquote credibility. Um, they, you know, The way NewsGuard works is that if they determine your site not to be credible, they'll slap a red shield on it. It's a little widget that people can subscribe to, and that lets people know that you're not credible. Well, NewsGuard, according to our studies, is extremely leftist. I mean, they'll fail a site like Fox News, which reports news, but then they'll give sites like Jezebel, which promoted a news item that was uh, where the writer was celebrating the possibility that uh, that whether Trump advisor Stephen Miller could get COVID. They gave that site a seventy, uh, a, a, an eighty out of hundred scoring. That site, uh, the cringe site Jezebel, cringe sites like Pink News, they get passing scores from NewsGuard, but a news reporting outfit like Fox that gets a failing that that gets a failing grade. Uh, it's it, the bias is clear is clear cut.
0: Yeah, and this is, and I will say this, it's something that I have a bit of first-hand experience with, or second-hand, but they, over at Red State, where I do a ton of writing, they came to us, it was sometime, I think, last year, with uh, their assessment of things, and they kind of listed out a number of objections they had, you know, some stories we had covered. We did a lot of COVID coverage. We have a couple of experts on the staff for that. That they called into question, and we combated that by giving them actual links and supporting facts that said, no, it came from this medical study, this medical outlet. They completely discounted the evidence we relied on to the point that our editors were like, you know what, do what you want. And they just kind of walked away from the process. So I think we, I haven't even checked lately, but I think we still have a failing red grade with them.
1: Well, this is this is exactly how NewsGuard operates. I mean, you, you know, like just to, you know, it's funny because they attacked Fox News uh, for pretty much doing the same thing with regards to their COVID reporting. Uh, well, not even COVID reporting, opinion content from Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, and Laura Ingraham. You know, they're, they're 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 talk show hosts. They give their opinions on certain things, but most of the critique, if you look at the nutrition label, was was criticisms of their opinions uh, on on these things. It wasn't their news coverage. As a matter of fact, NewsGuard gives a little bit of of praise for Fox News's news coverage, but most of its critiques were about opinions. But it's what's funny about the nutrition label is that it, it criticizes Fox News for not get, distinguishing between opinion and news items clearly. But in the nutrition label, it has a, it has a corrections note at the bottom where it failed to note that Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson, and Laura Ingram were were hosts. They instead called them anchors of news, of news outlets. So they couldn't even determine the difference either. But they still gave Fox News a failing grade for not to be able to distinguish between news and opinion correctly. So I'm like, are you kidding me? Give me a break. I it mean, it, it, it's a joke. It, it really is a joke.
0: Yeah, and they also do the shading in the opposite direction in regards to, say, CNN or MSNBC, like Don Lemon, is regarded as an upstanding news anchor. When his show is nothing but almost 100% undiluted opinion, they don't get pinged on the very same things that they're doing punishment of sorts to Fox News. The thing that I stri- that strikes me about NewsGuard, and you probably know this a lot more intimately, is that you would think with that nutrition label as they call it, that they would rate a news outlet based on you know when it has negative hits. Let's say when they get a news story incorrect. Case in point. Um, USA Today recently had to let go of a writer because it was found out that nearly, what, two dozen articles I think this person wrote were fabricated. That's right. And did, I don't think USA Today has suffered anything as a result of that as far as NewsGuard is concerned. Is that
1: correct? Oh, I'll give you the, the rating right now. They got get this. They got a perfect 100 score. 100 out of 100. They're considered flawless.
0: so so we we have a proven fabricator that used to be on their staff and they have an unblemished scorecard i think that kind of summarizes everything right there um and and people might be listening and wondering like why should they care about this but newsguard actually is being used by social media platforms as a measurement tool is it
1: not Oh, absolutely, but it goes, even, it goes even farther than that. I mean, NewsGuard entered into a partnership with the American Federation of Teachers. That's Randy Weingarten's brigade, a leftist right, group right. that's focused on indoctrinating children. So now NewsGuard is going to be able to determine which kind of content is considered credible for kids to learn in school. But it gets even worse than that, Brad. Um, there was a contract that, um, that NewsGuard actually had with the Pentagon, um, a, a $750,000 contract. to 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 track quote-unquote misinformation fingerprints so so this guard is even in bed with the government (laughs) so to say if you want to clear orwellian apparatus this is case in point
0: yeah and and one of what i saw that story one of the disturbing aspects of it is that they they want to address misinformation in tandem with artificial intelligence in hand in hand with the Pentagon, so they're basically looking to—if I'm not mistaken here—they're looking to form how artificial intelligence will operate on the social platforms.
1: Oh, I mean, like, I mean, you know, it, it, it's it's completely Orwellian. I mean, you're t- you're, you're talking about NewsGuard trying to lobby itself to be the iconic Ministry of Truth from Orwell's 1984. They want to be the ones that, that – the, the internet traffic cop, you know, as, as I like to call mm-hmm. them. They are the, the, the leftist internet traffic cop. So, I mean, the fact that, they, that they're doing dealings with the Pentagon it, it, and the fact that they're, that they're partnering with the American Federation of Teachers, it is just – you're talking about a, a, a firm that holds incredible power over, over websites, and the thing is, if you get a failing rating from NewsGuard, that hurts your adver- – that hurts those sites' advertising revenue. They, they can pull your advertising, you know, if news are just determined that you're not considered a viable or a credible news source. But if you look at some of the sites that they do um, um, give uh, credibility towards, I remember um, that, that, that they actually gave 100 scores, perfect scores, to outlets that downplayed the Hunter Biden laptop scandal. So, I mean, yes. it's <laughs> it, it just supposed to show, it, when their own CEO called the laptop scandal a Russian hoax.
0: That was the amazing part of it. I was going to dig into that specific detail. All right, um, Joseph, if you could hang out, I got a break right now. But if we can go through the second segment, I definitely want to dig a little even deeper into (laughs) this disturbing aspect of things. And welcome back to WBT Radio, the Pete Kalinner Show, and this is Brad Slager filling in for Pete. I have with me Joseph Vasquez from Media Resource Center's Division of Newsbusters. Or I should go the other way around, right? Newsbusters Division of MRC. But Joe and I are discussing what's going on with NewsGuard, and this is an oversight wing of the media that tries to determine who is and is not a valid news source. And uh, Joseph, we were just kicking around about the Hunter Biden laptop and how this affects NewsGuard. Their CEO, Steve Brill, had a little bit of a problem with this particular story, did he not?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, as a matter of fact, I, I believe it was in October of 2020, just before the election, um, CEO Stephen Brill was on CNBC, and he called the, Russian, the Hunter Biden laptop story, which was released by the New York Post, which would then be verified by the New York Times months later, he originally called that story a hoax, and this is the op- this is the head of the apparatus that is determining credibility of websites, and even their CEO got a story wrong. So I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe we should recommend to, to NewsGuard because there's a little a, a little web page where you can recommend sites to be rated. Maybe we should send them their own site. Maybe they should rate themselves. <laughs> you know, and give them. Well, this the is.
0: Rate. This is a problem within the media complex itself, is it not? Because the <laughs> what for me, I, I thought one of the more revealing aspects of the Hunter laptop w- wasn't the facts of the laptop itself. Did it exist? Is the stuff on it a hoax or not? But we saw just this avalanche of news outlets come out and declare it to be Russian disinformation. And there was not a single piece of evidence suggesting that there was never any Russian connection of any sort established. Yet that became the prevailing narrative in the press for reasons not to cover the story. Here we have NewsGuard that's supposed to measure the media giving false information, not measuring the false information and their CEO delivered the same. How are they going? How are they going forward with any credibility?
1: Oh, they're not gonna. They're, they're, it's not. It's not a. It's not a real credibility operation. I mean, I remember my a study that I did on their bias um, in December twenty twenty one caused them a lot of agita, so to speak. Um, <laughs> Congress has taken up my study showing the clear left wing biases that NewsGuard has. Um, they sent a letter to me uh, uh, to the organization complaining about uh, about my study that and, that showed their bias. And one of their complaints was, "Is oh, we are very fair, you know, to the you know to." conservative outlets, you know, we're not, you know, you know, we're not, we're not biased. I mean, you look at what we, how we rate the daily caller. We give it a 92.5. The only problem was is that when they changed daily callers rating from a failing, I mean, from a low 70 to a 92.5, they did that just days after my study was released showing their bias on how they rate outlets like daily caller, which had a 70 out of a hundred at the time of publication. And then when they emailed me, uh, when they changed the nutrition label, it was just three days later, and then they gave it a 92.5. I started to die, out, uh, die laughing when I saw that. That was the most hilarious thing. I said, Three days after my study comes out, then you change the daily caller uh, rating just to prove that you're not unbiased? Give me a break. <laughs>
0: well, that should just illustrate right there how they don't have any, it, their rating is not based on a foundation of actual data because for them to be able to arbitrarily kick it up what 20 points on their rating scale in a matter of days you would have to compile what dozens and dozens of accurate stories suddenly overnight that they would approve of <laughs> that alone tells you what is what what the scam this is behind this it is purely narrative driven this entire measuring system of theirs well joe i i could probably go on for about an hour or two on this topic with you i definitely appreciate you coming on uh give us a little booze. where can people find more uh items from you
1: well you can you can find my work at newsbusters.org and we also have a new website called org. we get the latest um you can get the latest on big tech news um big tech news on censorship news guard stories are also included in that and in that in that whole website we, we post news stories all the time if you've been censored um, contact us at our forum on censortrack.org tell us about if any of the big tech platforms facebook twitter instagram if they if you have been censored reach out to us we want to know about it and we will investigate it we will fight big tech together including Newsguard.
0: that's some fantastic work well joseph appreciate you coming on been a blast as far as the hour goes. I'm Brad Slager, filling in here for Pete Callender today on News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. We will be back next hour.